Welcome to another episode of the Alicast. Of course, you know who I am, Phantom Alicard, bringing you the latest and greatest news in gaming, movies, animes, and TV shows. I'm taking out music because I have rarely covered music. So I will no longer have that as my slogan. I'm so over that. So I'm not going to be covering music. It's just not as appealing to me as it used to be. So first off, to anybody that's waking up in the morning, I hope you all are having a great start to your day. I'm hoping for a great week for y'all. I do want to apologize to everybody for not putting out an episode on Friday because of the simple fact that I've had a lot of personal stuff going on. So I've had to take care of that adjusting and readjusting things and trying to get my mind right. And I have a lot to make up for, for missing out. Like I was supposed to put out my first episode of no pain, no game, which will be coming out on Saturdays rather than Thursdays because the last one, the, the first one took me forever to do. Let me, let me just say that first and foremost, even for the, for the trash editing that I've done on it. So with that being said, it will be out on Saturdays. The first episode is, is going to be out this Saturday on my YouTube channel. So make sure you catch that. And I will continue the normal scheduled stream of the live stream version of no pain, no gain, which will be on my Twitch, which will be in the description below. And I did not put out an episode Friday. So in light of that, this week, you all will be getting three episodes rather than just the normal two episodes that you would get. So I know this was short notice because, you know, life happens. And when life hits, you don't really get a lot of time to plan out things. So with that being said, because I wasn't able to plan out properly and everything just kind of happened as it did, and I'm not going to get into too much detail because it is very, very, very personal and near and dear to me. So I figured I would work twice as hard this week to get you all on the, on the things that I needed to catch up on. I also have another video that I'm supposed to be dropping sometime very soon as well. So I got to work on that. I've been very bogged down for time lately. Let's just say that. So let's go ahead and get into the quick news. It's going to be very quick, especially since y'all are getting the three episodes. So I'm going to try and spread everything out. So let's go ahead and do the quick news real quick. We have, first off, the PlayStation VR 2 is set to be $500. That's about the same price that you would get for the actual console itself. And to me, that is absolutely nuts that they can sell products like that and get away with it. But you know what? To the fans, I hope you all enjoy it. I will not be picking that up, especially since I'll be working on getting the PS5 myself. So with that being said, I don't think all of that is worth a thousand dollars. I know they dropped they they dropped eleven they're talking about dropping eleven games they, they announced for the PlayStation VR, which if you notice in their in their previous showcases, the the previous state of plays, they've been really pushing that that PlayStation VR. So you, you, if you're a PlayStation VR, VR two fan, and and you want to go and get that, that's your price point. You got more games coming out for that than you do for the PlayStation Four. Though I will, or I'm sorry, the PlayStation Five. Though I will say that God of War two or God of War Ragnarok is dropping very soon. If you don't already have it, because PlayStation's been allowing people to actually get that too, but that's a whole separate story. For another day, people have had, play, Sony has been allowing people to get their hands on that as well as certain retailers. So if you already have it, I hope you're enjoying it. 
But other than that, look for it. It's coming very soon. So make sure that you make sure you stay tuned for when for when that drops. Our final bit in the in the in the quick news, Final Fantasy 16 will be getting a playable demo before its release in the summertime of 2023. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Now there was some concerns as far as as far as the developers go, where Yoshida actually said that if if things get leaked, the the main concern is that if things get leaked, then there's going to be a problem. It's not going to be as much. There's not going to be as much hype around the game and all that. So if it leaks, well, let's hope it doesn't leak beforehand because there's been a, too many leaks going on in the last couple of years alone. Let's let let's just hope that we get that and that we get the playable demo. Like they said, I am looking forward to seeing what Final Fantasy 16 has to bring to the table. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Now. It doesn't really have an announce a, a release date for the for the for the playable demo, but they did say the release date for the game may be announced before the end of this year. So make sure that you are on it, that you are paying close attention if you're a Final Fantasy fan to when this is going to be released. So let's get to our Big news. Let's get to the real stuff because this is going to be a really, really, really short episode. But before we do, something I didn't say because in light of me having to make up for a lot of work, I will also be doing two videos for Patreon because I did not put anything out last promise on Patreon for last week. Again, personal reasons. So I will be bringing two, two, two videos for Patreon for behind the scenes and other content. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You can find me on Patreon if for just as little as a dollar a day. I'm still creating that other tier so that y'all can be more a part of more a part of this. But for as little as a dollar a day, you can get the old episodes of the Alicast as well as the behind the scenes of the new revamped Alicast. So you can actually compare the difference between the two. You can also catch me on Twitch, which I will be doing my live stream version of No Pain No Gain on Fridays at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Might be earlier this week, but I will be doing the second episode. So this is episode two that will be done live streamed, and then I will have edited edited version on, on YouTube because I will be deleting it off Twitch. So you can follow me on Twitch if you want to see that. Also, to my Spotify and Apple Podcast listeners, if you want to listen if you want to watch me on youtube that'll be in the description below and for my youtubers if you just don't want to see my face and you just want to listen to the audio you can find the links for the spotify and apple apple podcast below in the description so let's go ahead and let's get this started let's go ahead and rock here halo infinite previews new winter 2022 battle pass now i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to y'all first and foremost I I got bored, and I think this is a sentiment of a lot of people, because like me, I'm a Halo fan, right? I love Halo, but for some reason, this just doesn't feel like it has that, 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 that juice to it. It doesn't feel like anything. It just feels like the same running gun, same five or six maps that you normally get. They put out about, they put out the second season, and it was just little to nothing there too, and it just didn't feel great so with that being said i don't know really how i feel about this but let's go ahead and let's read the article 
343 Industries offers an in-depth pre in-depth preview of Halo Infinite's upcoming battle pass, which is planned to launch with the game's winter update. So that's coming out within with probably within the end of November, probably the end of December. We'll probably get the date as we go through as we go through this article. 343 Industries has released an in-depth preview of Halo Infinite's upcoming winter update battle pass. The winter update for Halo Infinite is substantial, but in many ways, just a step toward a bigger relaunch with season three's echo within next year. The new battle pass for Halo Infinite will, will fittingly be free and is filled with nostalgic cosmetics that could especially please Halo Reach fans. Now, I don't know about y'all. I didn't hear, I've gotten, I've heard mixed things when it comes to Halo Reach. My personal experience with Halo Reach, it kind of felt slower than other Halos. Like it felt like how Halo 4 felt. Like it was really slow, really clunky. It didn't, it, the, the controls didn't really feel fluid like they do in not only Halo 5, but Halo Infinite as well. So I don't know how I feel about the nostalgic takes when it comes to this stuff. I'd rather them personally just create new, new content. And it's sure the nostalgic feel is great and all, but some new content couldn't hurt, right? I mean, this is, this is your newest Halo installment. So 343 also touches on changes to progression. One of Halo Infinite's players' key criticisms, which they fixed that a lot. So I don't know what the other criticisms were. Like the, the initial criticism was that it took far too long in the leveling process. Like when you completed challenges, like you only get like 100 points per, per challenge. And it's just like you need way more points just to be able to level up. And it's just like for some of us that have played Halo for ages, we know the ranking system is normally spot on. It's not really all that bad, but this one, it was just terrible. It was terribly, painfully slow just to even be able to get through that. So Halo Infinite is currently in its second season. With each season, 343 has introduced one of its unique styles of battle passes. The, oh, wait, hold on. Did I read that right? Um, the season two Lone Wolves battle pass is like... Halo Infinite's first battle pass, a mix of a free track and a premium track that costs around $9.99 in an in-game CR currency, which I don't know if that's really unique because there's a lot of, like, I think that's not really unique because if I'm not mistaken, Fortnite was like that when it first released too, as well as as well as um, PUBG. PUBG was like that too. So I don't know if it's really all that unique. Plus you had to pay for the base game. Well, if, if you didn't have Game Pass, you had to pay for the base game. But that's a whole nother story. Purchase grants access to 100 tiers of unlocks, 100 premium and 80 free with rewards including pieces of armor, XP boosts, CR, nameplates, armor colors, and more cosmetics. Which, who doesn't like cosmetics and Halo, right? The upcoming Winter Update Battle Pass is intended to bridge Season 2 Lone Wolves and Season 3 Echoes Within, but in a non-abrasive way to bring 
back players, which I think they're going to have a really hard time. I don't know what their player base is right now, but I can tell you if it's really gone down that much, I would imagine they're going to have a really hard time trying to get this back on track, especially with everything else going on with Microsoft right now as far as this Activision Blizzard deal, right? Because there's a lot of people that's probably looking forward to that. And I know I said I wasn't going to cover it again, but I think that's that's going to play a big part in whether or not people come back to this game or not. So that's why the Battle Pass is not only free, it's also just 30 tiers long. That way, players can compete the uh, can complete the battle pass with relative ease, acclimate to the new progression system, and earn a set of very cool rewards based around Halo Reach's Mark V Spartan armor. In a 12-minute preview, 343 details all of the awards include to, awards included in the bat new battle pass. The first tier of the of the battle pass unlocks the Mark V B armor. By tier 10, players will have unlocked a chest armor accent, two shoulder pieces, a visor, and a leg armor accent. Even more alternate or even more alternative Mark V armor attachments will unlock as players progress to rank 30. With 343's take on Master Chief's Mark V helmet being the final unlock. The preview doesn't just delve into the battle pass contents, though. It also it also details progression changes after the winter update. As previously confirmed, Halo Infinite players will start earning match XP in the winter update. They'll also be receiving challenges that are mode agnostic, so that so they can be completed in whatever playlist a player chooses to play in. 343 will also allow players to progress through the seasonal battle passes too. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a uh, if that's like like uh, what do they call it? They call it grandfathering or something. Like maybe it's retro, maybe it's retroactive, maybe it's retroactive. I don't know. But they have a preview here, and we're gonna kind of take a look at that preview just a little bit, just to kind of get a little bit and see what we're actually looking at. So let's go ahead and take a look at that real quick. Hey everyone, it's Unishek here and welcome to our Halo Infinite Winter Update Battle Pass preview video. Today I'm joined by Sean Barron. Sean, thank you so much for joining. Of course, happy to be here. Do you mind telling everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Sean. Uh, I am head of Halo Infinite's live service. Uh, my job is to bring all the content and updates uh, and plan those things out for players um, so that we can keep uh, Halo Infinite feeling alive. Very nice. And part of feeling alive, I know we want to talk about the winter update, yep. the next big update coming to Halo Infinite. That's right. Uh, that lands on November 8th, correct? Yes, it does. I'm and really excited we, about that. We've got a lot of good stuff uh, before we dive into the battle pass. I know. I want to say first and foremost to anybody that's watching this on YouTube, like, he really, really looks nervous. Like, it's almost as if, and, and I could very well be spitballing on this, but it just seems like he's just really, really hoping for the best on this, but not but expecting the worst it, it, it just it just looks he has like this look of desperation to get this game to actually go through as as he as as it was intended to be in the first place so let's go ahead and skip past and see what we're looking at 
got Mission Replay along with that. It's going to be fun. And I know you're excited for that I one. love Mission Replay. Yeah, yep. you can go back and make sure you get all the collectibles that you might have missed on your initial playthrough. Then we also have new achievements for campaign. Yep, a lot well. of those, lots of points. We got the Forge Beta. That's coming out. That's going to be huge. Forge Beta is going to be awesome. Like I'm Forge, mind you, was supposed to be out. Forge was supposed to be out by last summer. So I don't know what happened. I think it might have been the fact that the Season 2 Battle Pass struggled so much. And maybe they were just trying to work out the kinks before they brought out Forge. But Forge was originally supposed to be brought out by last summer. So it's a shame they had to push that back. Especially with co-op. Co-op, I haven't heard anything about co-op. So You're already seeing a lot of the content that people are making. Mm -hmm. um, really, really fun there. Um, there's a content browser that'll come with that for maps, modes, and prefabs. Yes, yep. Um, so you can easily find what people are making in Forge. That's right. We also have two new maps that's right. entirely made in Forge. Yep, Correct. Detachment and Argyle. Ah, nice. Yeah, those are fun. Those mm -hmm. are going to be really, really fun, and they show off what we can do with Forge. Yeah, and then uh, in addition, we have a new mode. Yep. Covert One Flag. Our first asymmetrical mode. It is our first asymmetrical mode. For Infinite. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In addition to that, we have Match XP yes. beta rolling yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the video, too. Yeah. But that's super exciting yep. and contributes to the battle pass that we're about to dive Absolutely. into. Absolutely. And we also have a bunch of changes to the challenge system, which, you know, those two go together like uh, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And we actually just had a blog go out on Waypoint earlier this week that covers that. Oh, uh, yeah. Additionally, we'll have local region matchmaking making its first appearance in uh, Halo Infinite. Yep. Yep. That'll be nice. And then we have some variety of sandbox tuning. Nice. On. So lots of good stuff, yep. but people are here mostly for the battle pass. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. want to go, go ahead Let's and take the it. controller, we can jump on in. Sure. All right. Oh, cool. Yeah. I do like this. Okay. First and foremost, the fact that the fact that they're having the demonstrations, I love when anybody behind the scenes actually gets in on the demonstrations to give you, to give you the little bit of a background to show you that they have a, they, they at least it, it kind of shows you that the, the product is actually being worked on, that it's, that there is a finished project, a product ahead of time. So this is one thing that a lot of showcases miss out on. And this is kind of one of the things that I really would love to see moving forward in future, so in future showcases, I'd love to see that because E3 is supposed to be coming back next year. I really hope that they bring that element back to E3. First, we're looking at the Mark V. Yeah. The core. Yeah. Everyone's, everybody's everyone's getting it. Nice. Everyone's getting it. And just to, to reinforce, this is a, a free battle pass. Uh, it's a 30, 30 tier battle pass. Uh, also, another thing I would love to see in Halo and Halo Infinite is, the, is bringing back the Covenant. I would love to have the Covenant side of things and love to see them. And maybe, and maybe that could be like a thing in, in the third, in the, in, in, in the fourth season pass. But that's one of the elements that hasn't really been a thing. And I believe, oh man, I'm, I'm going to have to dig into my, my Halo thing. I believe since Halo 3, if I'm not mistaken, I could very well be wrong. You all can correct me if I'm not. But I would love to see them bring back the Covenant side of things. And maybe have like a, sec a separate tier, a separate Battle Pass tier to where... They not only have the Spartan side of things, but they have the elite side of things as well. It's free. Um, we wanted to get this reach content to players, and we also wanted to be able to test uh, match XP. 
And of course you see for the YouTubers that are actually looking at this, you can see the Mark five B, which is on here. Very, very, very nostalgic feeling. Uh, you have, you, of course you have the, the, the symbols, you have the different pieces of armor. Let's go ahead and skip forward a little bit and see if I can't find some different stuff that they have here. There's supposed to be 30. And I kind of wonder if they touch base on this. Yeah, there's about, they, they have all the pieces that they're talking about here. They have all the, all the Mark five pieces, new colors, of course, XP and by 30, let's see what 30 is looking like. Of course you get the helmet. You get the, the, the side knife by 28, you get the knife by 28, but well, that's, that's pretty cool. So let's go ahead and see, let's skip forward and see what else they're talking about in this right here. Attachments, nice. armor Everywhere. coatings. Yeah. Lots of good stuff in this free, free winter update battle pass. We'll also have some cool rewards coming in events throughout yes. the winter update. Yes. I don't, I'm not going to promise anything because yeah. I shouldn't promise, but um, just they're my, the, the winter contingency event, the holiday event in December um, has my favorite set of stuff. Ah, that we've done. So. I, I, I saw a glimpse of it. It's a bunch of holiday themed rewards. It sure yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, I think we find. So it's just a bunch of things that, that that's translation for that's going to be a bunch of holiday cosmetics. We cracked the technology we needed to, to, uh, and that was also translation of don't want to promise anything to, well, we probably don't have much anything of interest. And I could very well be wrong about that, but you know, this is Halo Infinite we're talking about. So I want to try, I want to not be so jaded about this, but it's very hard, especially when I've played, I played through two seasons and it just, just wasn't hitting the, the way that I was expecting it to. Uh, make a hat that goes on a helmet. I'm really... Okay. Really excited about that. Hints, but no spoilers. Okay. Okay. And then we also have JFO. That's right. Yeah. And that's coming in. There's a bunch of more reach content coming in that one. Okay. And so that one's a great one. That one looks, just looks really cool. It's a really clean look. And when does that land again? That one is in January, mm -hmm. I believe. So okay. we're going to have those coming out. Okay. My issue with what he said, I believe is because you are the head of these things. So you should know when these are going to come out. So the, the thing about the, the thing, the problem with Halo Infinite is that the whole release, while it was great originally, when you actually get further into how, or I'm sorry, reach how Halo, how, how Halo Infinite was launched, it was great at first, but as you go further into it, it just seems like they're so unorganized. It's almost like dealing with like Anthem again, where Anthem didn't really have a plan. They pushed out. They pushed this game out, hoping that it would be an answer to, to Destiny. And what ended up happening was, is it crashed. It came out with something. They, they announced a, a, what is it? They called it a roadmap. They announced a roadmap, and then the roadmap just never came to fruition, and then Anthem died. So that's basically what sounds, that's almost what it sounds like Halo Infinite's, what's going to happen with Halo Infinite. I'm hoping that's not the case, but that's kind of the things even though they have a product on their hand, they have a good product on their hands. It just doesn't seem like it's as organized as it needs to be. Out for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that contains the JFO helmet and lots of more gear. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say that it does, okay. but, but yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for that.
yeah, the best part of all those things is that you're gonna be able to move through all the tiers of the events in the battle pass uh, using match XP. And that just rewards you for playing however you want to play, right? However you want to play. That's right. And your performance Excellent. too. Yes. Both of yeah. those things. Better performance, better rewards. Better rewards. Excellent. And uh, as part of that, I know we've got a look at it, how it looks, match XP looks yeah. in game. Right. Yes. Let's get into there that. There it is. Beautiful. And this also contributes not just to the winter, uh, battle pass, but also if you have That's the right. season one and season two battle passes right. active, you can go back and make sure these apl this yeah. applies to that, that as well. That would actually give us uh, really useful data. So if you mm -hmm. go back and you haven't finished those and you play through all those levels um, or finish it off, we're going to be able to use that information uh, to help us even more. But the main main way we're getting the data for that is through the, uh, the 30 level battle pass. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, well, I can cut it there. Honestly, the, the I, I stopped having issues. I mean, me personally, I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but I stopped having issues with the, how the, the XP worked after the initial, after the initial, the first initial update happened. So where it was pain, where it was painstakingly slow to get through your ranking system in the battle pass, especially in the battle pass. It seemed it, it seemed like it got faster. So I don't I haven't really been keeping up with how with with how it's been since the season two battle pass. But I will say or what what the opinions have been on it. But I will say that as far as when I picked up season two, that's when I had to put it down. So the main issue that I have is that they're just there's just a lack of content. And I'm sure that's a lot of the, the, the issues that people have is that there's just a lot of, there's just a lack of content in here. And it's a shame that it took three seasons to even get what you're talking about right now to happen. Like, I don't think it should have ever been a hundred, a hundred tier battle pass to begin with. If you, if, if we're going to be honest, especially with how slow everything was initially. So I think, I think it should have been a, a initially 30. But if they're using 30 tiers to get the information that they need, then that tells me that they're still having it. That also tells me that they're having issues with the, how they're organizing this game. So we can only hope that this gets better, that this game is better. I hope that I, I might pick it back up for season three. So I will, I will probably check that out and I'll probably cover it when the time comes, but until then, I'm remaining. I'm remaining hopefully jaded on this particular on this particular project. So, finally, in our last bit of news, which I'm gonna keep this one short because it was it was to my knowledge that uh, that Henry Cavill was leaving The Witcher to pursue Superman role again to reprise his Superman role. But apparently, there's something different out. So, let's talk about it. Henry Cavill, and I hope I'm saying his name right. Pardon me. I hope I'm saying his name right, but I, I always say Henry Cavill. I, 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 my wife loves to try and correct me on that stuff, but I'm going to say Cavill until somebody tells me otherwise. So, Henry Cavill has announced that he won't, he won't come back for season four of The Witcher as Gerald as Geralt of, of Rivia. Instead, Liam Hemsworth will be taking the role here. Will be taking the role. Here, check out, uh, check out the seasons, uh, reasons for his exit. And, you know, 
you kind of you kind of listen to this first and foremost because I can give you a little bit of a breakdown before I continue this article, which is it was originally thought that he was going to reprise his role as Superman, which he has. He has done. Spoiler alert for anybody that's watching Black Adam. Just pay attention. But then it comes out that he had some complications in the first couple of seasons. And, you know, it's not really unheard of when you're talking about a show like this. Because for him, for Henry Cavill, for anybody that doesn't know, which you probably do, he is a huge Witcher fan. He's a huge video game fan as as a whole. But he really tries to stay true to the character of Geralt. And it amazes me how accurate he is when just watching the show. I know I got to catch up on season three, but he is just amazingly accurate in playing this role. And he does such a wonderful job. So whatever direction that they're trying to do it, and that, that's kind of the issue when you when you bring like books to shows or games to shows. It's hard to grasp hold of the concept of what it means to stay true to the original writing and the original art art of what was presented to you before you actually put this into the form that it's in. Right. So I've I've heard that was kind of some of his problems, but let's go ahead and continue this. While fans are still waiting for season three of the Witcher. Oh, that's because there is no season three to catch up on because I, (laughs) I've already caught up on everything. So So while fans are still waiting for season three of The Witcher, Netflix has confirmed that the show has been renewed for a fourth season, but without Henry Cavill. The actor will will exit uh, production and a familiar face will be taking the role of Geralt of Rivera in the fourth installment, Liam Hemsworth, which I don't think is going to be that bad, but I think it's going to definitely... Hearing hearing the other things that I've heard, I definitely think that's going to change the direction that this game or the, that the game that, that the show is going to go in. And I think that might be a little problematic, especially to a lot of Witcher fans, a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, which, yeah, a lot of Witcher fans. Hemsworth 32 is mostly known for his role as Gail Hawthorne in the hunger games trilogy. Most recently he starred in the romantic col- comedy. It isn't it romantic alongside rebel Wilson. And he appeared in other action films such as Independence Day Resurgence. Or, uh, it's, uh, Jesus, I can't read tonight. Um, he also starred in most da- in the most dangerous game series and will appear in Russell Crowe's upcoming thriller Poker Face. In a, in a statement, the Australian actor, brother of Thor star Chris Hemsworth, said... He was over the moon about the opportunity to play Geralt of Rivera, uh, of Rivia. Jeez, my reading is terrible tonight. And praised Cavill, saying he was honored to follow in his follow his footsteps. However, many fans wonder why Cavill decided to leave production. So why is he leaving? This is what he said in an Instagram post, in a statement, saying. My journey as Geralt of Rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures, and alas, I will be laying down my medallion and my sword for season four. In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. 
As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this character has such a wonderful, wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. While the actor didn't say why he had taken up the decision, the news comes just after he announced his official return as Superman for DC, five years after his last outing as the hero in Justice League. He recently made a cameo in Black Adam while taking an absence from the Witcher set. So everything points to a scheduling conflict. That sounds great. And there's probably going to be a lot of theories. Now, there's some other stories going on. Like there's a bunch of people that's trying to petition against the Witcher on Netflix because to bring Henry Cavill back, probably trying to cancel the show. I urge people to at least give it a chance before we start talking about any kind of any kind of um, petitions or anything, because we don't know how Liam Hemsworth is going to do. I mean, honestly, Chris Hemsworth is a pretty good actor for the most part. I mean, say what you want about the Thor movie, Love and Thunder. I kind of enjoyed it for the comedic aspect. I get what they were actually trying to do with it, but I would kind of give it a chance. And I know, I know that Henry Cavill does a really, really great job as Geralt, especially having played The Witcher myself. But you got to kind of give some other people a chance. So I'm really hoping that things, things go well for Liam Hemsworth. I'm hoping that they don't change the story in the direction of how things are going too much or if at all, like I'd love, like me personally, I'd love them to stay accurate, but I understand that it is very difficult when you have a creative vision uh, 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 and you're directing a creative vision in real life and you might want to see something different. And I don't know how much like the author has in, in this, like how much stake he has in, in, in this, in any of this, but if he has a stake in, if the author has a stake in it, I'm pretty sure that they are, they are trying to keep it as much on track as possible. So that was kind of that story. I thought that was a little interesting because I just thought it was just for him reprising Superman, his Superman role. And everything does sound like it's gonna, it's because he's reprising his Superman, his Superman role. But there's just been a lot of speculations like he's having problems in the first couple of seasons. He's had, he's had behind the scenes issues with the direction of the story and how how the character is portrayed and all that. And there's other theories that you all can check out and that well, I might go over later on this week, but I'm not going to do it here and now. But it just it just it, it, it I would I I honestly brought this up because I thought it was quite interesting that everybody is trying to speculate why he's actually leaving and seeing him as Superman and Black Adam actually brought me a little bit more, it made me a little bit more intrigued to see what DC is actually about to do in the coming in the coming uh, years with with the DC franchise so I'm interested to see if they can actually bounce back especially with all the bad reception coming around Marvel right now this is DC's chance to strike this is DC's chance to 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 basically recaptivate the audience with how they ca- had them captivated with the with the 
Dark Knight trilogy with Henry Cavill coming back, Ben Affleck's coming back as Batman. So that's going to be an interesting turn. And I'm interested to see if they're going to play on the multiverse because they're set, it's said that, that they're going to have another Batman. Another Batman is supposed to be scheduled with um, Pattinson's character, with Pattinson's version of Batman being there. So I really want to see how they do how they how they work everything out i know that they they, they, they i know that they're doing everything the, the way that they're doing things is just very unorganized so when you look at like the scheduling and everything and you see how unorganized dc is that's more of the logical the logical thing that i would look at as far as scheduling goes because man if you're dealing with so much so much cluster and you've signed up for that. You can only imagine how how little time he's going to have to actually play Geralt of Rivia. So I hope everything goes well again for Liam. I hope that they stay true to the to to they stay as true to the books in the in the game as much as possible. And I just hope for the best for everything. So with that being said, that is this episode. Again, stay tuned tomorrow. I will have another episode where I will have a special edition. So I'm not, I'll probably throw in some quick news. I'll probably find something because there's always something happening. Now this is the holiday season too, y'all. So make sure in a couple of weeks, you catch those black Friday sales. There is one game going on sale. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I know for a fact it's going on sale for $9.99, which I was going to make that a story because I find that quite interesting that that's, that that's kind of early for a game to go down that low, especially for as much as, as mu how much it was. But I don't know how well it did. And normally when games don't do well, that's how low they get. But it might just be because of the economy and everything, trying to get everything back on. Uh, like I've heard like 55-inch TVs now are like, or 70 or 60, 70-inch TVs are like $400, $500 now. So Black Friday is coming up. Make sure you check out those sales on games. I'll probably bring up the sales tomorrow so i'll be looking out for those sales for you all and i'll try and help everybody get to whatever it is that they're interested in as, as much as possible so with that being said y'all have a wonderful week i will see y'all tomorrow y'all make sure you don't work too hard if you do make sure you get paid to do it and i will see you tomorrow friday you have a good one peace